Good evening, November Foxtrot people. Yo. Novos, whatever you're called. How are we doing? Oh, still on the private one, sorry. Here we go. Good, mate, you? How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Tired. Very tired. Oh. I just, I've got a four-day weekend this weekend. It's my birthday on Friday, and I'm very much looking forward to it. And we're going airsoft in. So we're going so up to Legion. Fresh meat, Nick. Oh, yes, mate. Yeah, we're off to Legion. We're off to Button Moon. I know. <laughs> All good. <laughs> what uh, and how young will we be this weekend, Mike? And how what sorry? How young will you be this weekend? I will be 33. Oh man, um, you're a pup. Evening, Harry. Yeah. Hi, Harry. Yeah, That's 33 this pup. weekend. Oh blimey. No wonder you can't wear a beard. To be fair, the, the worst I felt was 31. So when I hit 30, <laughs> it was kind of like yeah, 30's kind of like the end of the twenties. And then thirty-one was like, no, that's that's now in your thirties. Um, yeah. So, uh, hey, Lance, have you fell in front of a lawnmower, or has he watched the last of the Mohicans too many times? Well, I did, yeah. The, the, the lawnmower that I've been married to for the last twelve years or so, maybe a bit more, thirteen. Yeah, she got hold of me about five minutes ago, mate. She said, "Right, get in the chair." I was like, "Okay, thank you. Save me twenty-five <laughs> quid." Oh, <get> in. <laughs> no, she's good. She's good. Still not let her loose on the beard yet, mate. Still not let her, use, let her loose on that. So, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, fresh meat says so excited for Saturday. Yes, mate. Get back to Longmore. I know it's an ESA one, but are you bringing your mortar? Uh, OPSEC, mate. OPSEC. Ah. Yeah, of course I fucking am. <laughs> good, good. I hope you are because I'm bringing mine, and I've been trying to convince Wayne to bring like a few of his so that we can do. Of course like, he will. Own. Our own little fancy uh, multiple mortar shot thing. I just think it'll be fun. Across a, a, um, a, a across a team, spanning team mortar yeah. extravaganza. And we could tilt parade. them all at different angles. It'll be funny because it'll be like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, Nick says hi to fresh meat over on the YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Cross cross platform love there. The cross platform um, love. Yeah. Everywhere. Next week, Lance will have it dyed. Oh, there's a thought. That's a good thought. I might do a bit of grey coming through, mate. I might have to stick a bit of medium brown on there. We'll wait and see. No, surely if you're going to dye it, you want to go with the colour. No. What, like yeah. a pink or something, or like a blue? No, like khaki. <laughs> Just a shit brown. <laughs> Which is what normally colour is, isn't it? So it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> new, new from the hair dyeing. Oh, I, don't, I can't name a hair dye product like Rogaine or whatever. I don't know what Rogaine is, but. Nivea, you've, you've is that hair? Like, Hair hair just for men, just for men. There's a good, there's a big brown. one for the lads. Just yeah. for men's new shit brown range, <laughs> from from diarrhea all the way through to Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fresh meat says the long chip, long tom, and the four hundred in the car. Nice. The long awesome. tom and the four hundred. I don't want to know uh, what the long Nick, tom is. Fresh meat says hello back. By the way, I'm not doing this the whole episode because it will get no, boring. This needs, this needs to stop go. now. Hi, David. Thanks for joining. Oh, right. Airsoft news. You've got some Airsoft news. news. Yes, we've got news. Well, we're going to have to get a little jingle for this. News. So, yeah, moving on from Legion. Well, leading on from Legion, should we say. So they've uh, announced another battle sim on the 23rd of October, um, which is called Back at Longmore uh, UTC. So if you've not managed to get on this weekend, Saturday or Sunday event, uh, tickets are now live for the 23rd. And I believe it's just a Saturday at the moment. So if you do want to jump on that Longmore UTC, if you've not been there before, or it's just wicked and you want to go back there, then there's the 23rd of this month. There is another battle sim going on on the Saturday 
Whether that gets extended to the Sunday like they've done with this one, I don't know. But as it stands, 23rd of this month, uh, oh, Operation Manalova, Menzielago, Manlova, Lovo, something Mercy like Lago. that. Ticket price is £65 paid up front. Bosh, there we go. So that's it. That's news for that. And also Empire Airsoft, new to the scene, um, online store, uh, are now international. So they have now they can now post internationally, international rescue of all your airsoft, mainly sniper parts and bits and bobs. But yeah, so go and check out um, Empire Airsoft out, guys. Any all your sniper needs. I think they've got the new Wasp silent uh, uh, cylinder, aren't they, from Sniper Mechanics? I have no now, idea. But... Yeah, so go to, yeah, Empire Airsoft, guys. If you've not had a look, go and have a look because they are Hi, Terry. awesome. That's where I get all my bio BBs and stuff from. Uh, Nick says, can you do a link thingy, please? Uh, yeah, I can put the um, Legion yeah. event on the uh, on on the old Facebook for you, Nick. We shall, yes. And we'll stick an Empire one up on uh, on our Facebook as well, mate. Yeah. Well, talking of international, um, I was obviously at the AI 500, Segway. which is the Airsoft International uh, Magazine event uh, this last weekend. Uh, it was held down in Dover at... Um, basically an abandoned detention centre. So it used to be a prison. Uh, then it was swapped over, from my understanding, to uh, an immigrant detention centre. Um, and then from some history that my brother taught me, it was about 18 months ago, it shut. And uh, it's been sort of used for odd things here or there since. Um, but AI 500, the Airsoft International uh, magazine, they run a few events, uh, I think it's once or twice a year. Uh, and they kind of specialise, I would say, in niche environments and niche locations um mm. and then they sort of create a storyline around that location uh and then this was uh they sort of got in touch from my understanding of the uh, with this site and they've organized an event there and it was good <laughs> right okay then let's get you in the hot seat then yeah. right mike so uh first thoughts on arrival to the site you know organization of booking in checking in bits and bobs like that you and yeah. the guys so that was actually really good that. Yep, that, that went really well. So uh, rocked up on Friday. We booked in. Uh, they did it in a two-tier system. So for those staying on site, you got to uh, go to the site earlier. You could book in. They moved all the people down into the camping area. Uh, for those that were staying off site, so um, I was actually staying at my brother's house, which was just down the road, um, just to avoid camping. Um, yeah, it was do. really easy. Literally just rock up. <laughs> well, it was just, if you're staying down the road, you know. We, yeah, we yeah it frees up a bit of space for someone else to use. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, yeah, so the booking in, really simple, really easy. No problem at all. Nice and nice. And, it was, ha I would say it was hassle-free. There you go. Hassle-free <laughs> hassle booking on process. Hassle-free booking on, yeah. I mean, in terms of, uh, they also had um, a shop down there as well. Um, I can't remember for the life of me the name of the shop. Um, it was an airsoft shop that was like set up there, like a little portable shop and okay. had a burger van as well. So, um, and the shop was fairly reasonably priced to be fair. Nice, um, nice. Was there a few sort of stands? Was there a few other because it was an AI 500 event? Was there a few different airsoft uh, so manufacturers Viper, that outside? Viper were apparently there, um, but I can't say I saw them other than their products in the shop. Right. Um, and they also did some. This was actually quite a cool little part of the event. They did some loot drops around the venue, so they literally just chucked a load of stuff, like um, yeah. some like uh, camo wraps and sort of other bits and pieces. Just they just left them around the site. So where you're searching through lots of the cells and buildings and stuff like that, um, where it's like an abandoned, an old prison, um, you actually found like a pile of like Viper gear. So you just yeah, it was all like an honor system, but you could just literally take take a bit of kit. Well, I assume you oh, could, otherwise cool. I've just stolen a whole load of Viper stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is well handy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, that sounds I know, cool. I know, 
I know not everyone's like keen on Viper stuff and bits and pieces like that, but freeze free at the end of the day. You know, and I'm I think personally, I think from from when I first started Airsoft, what Viper was like to what it's like now, I think that I think the quality's improved a great deal. Personally, yeah, I, I mean, with, I, a lot, with a lot of their bits and bobs, you know, personally, it depends. I think it depends on what you buy. There are some good Viper bits, and yeah, pieces, yeah, definitely, yeah, and there are yeah. some not so good Viper bits and pieces. Some howlers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. But then you can get it across a lot of different platforms, can't you? Yeah, exactly, and, exactly. Bits and bobs are happening. So, all right, mate. So from so from you, so you're all booked in. Um, so let's go now. So what was the briefing like? What was the scenario? You know, teams, right? So yeah. all that issued. Um, so there's a lot of information um, in leading up to the event. Uh, the event. Um, this was actually one of the ones that I was struggling to keep <clears> track <throat> of all the information that's coming out because it was quite bitty. And the problem is, is that where it's not a regular site, they kind of have to adapt it as they go. So where there's sort of like questions being asked and the site rules might change when the, the owner sort of changes their mind or something like that. Um, that was a little bit fragmented on the lead right. up to the event. Um, and it was also noted that during the event, the rule set seemed to change slightly as well as it kind of adapted to what was allowed and what wasn't. Um, so I mean, um, springs to mind is the uh, pyro. So pyro prior to the event, pyro was Mark IVs only. Nothing else. No smokes, just Mark IV flashbangs. You get to the event and people are lobbing all sorts of crap about like, you know, some of the some of the bangs that were going off in that building were definitely louder than a Mark IV. And it's and it, and it, and it being inside a building, I'm guessing it's just gonna it's just gonna magnify the sound, isn't it? Or amplify yeah. the sound, should I say? Exactly, yeah. and that was their reason for using the Mark IVs. And then, so you know, it sort of you question it. And you're like, oh well. Um, and then it changed. So throughout the event, uh, towards probably the end of the first day, um, they said, oh, you know, you can use Mark Fives or right another, okay. another bits and pieces now. And that was that was a bit of a kick in the teeth because I've got a whole load of Mark Fives bagged up. Um, well, I actually bought yeah. them off Kenny. And it's like, I could have taken that. um, But instead, I had to buy five Mark IVs at the event. I think it was like 25 quid. So it's not a ridiculous cost for, you know. No, but I mean, I I must admit, I did. That was probably a little grievance, which I completely forgot about, actually, uh, with the event I went to, the Territory event up at um, the Gunman site, Alpha site, um, Eversley. And it was um, uh, the pyro ruling when we got to the site and we had the briefing. It was like Mark IVs only. Um, on the Saturday, and I believe it was Mark Freeze until a, such a time on the Sunday, and no, and obviously no, we I, we didn't know that, that 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 pyro ruling was in place prior to the event until we got there. Mm. So I've turned up there with you, like you say, your Mark Fives, um, your mortar rounds. So I, I all the pyro I brought to the event I couldn't actually use, so mm. which was unfortunate. I think actually no, it's not a lie. Maybe perhaps I think on the Friday we could use or the Saturday we could use Mark Fives for a certain amount of time, and then it was later on because of again you've got houses nearby yeah totally get that but i think next for next time that needs to be made sort of very clear black and white in the in the pre-game brief with regards to to everyone's on the same page then exactly and it was clear with this event but it changed and that that was the only kind of like oh yeah you see i could have brought it with me yeah but i didn't because i don't want to bring a whole load of stuff to an event that you don't need exactly that um so that was a bit frustrating um but other than that you know general general rule set it was single file a single fire auto, um only across the site. Um, it was two oh, okay. teams pretty much kind of, you know, just against each other. Um, probably very similar, I would imagine, to how the Legion setup is going to be this weekend um, mm-hmm. in that respect. Um, 
other grievances. I'm just going to get all the grievances out of the way first because there were a lot of positives with this event as well. But other grievances were um, LMG. So you could take an LMG and you could have like a fixed number of those on your team. Um, but they weren't allowed to fire outside of fixed positions. So you could carry an LMG around with you, um, but you could only use it if you're actually in a fixed LMG firing position, of which right, there okay. weren't, in my opinion, enough of, being that I love my LMG. <laughs> yeah, so, I suppose that sort of pigeonholes you a bit, doesn't it? If you're if you're only got an LMG, then and so so I'm guessing by that you mean they've actually got them um, like designated like um, like machine gun pits or you know machine yeah. gun nests around the site, pillboxes or barricades or anything that you, that's that's clearly identified as a as a as a, like an LMG post sort of thing. Hmm. And to be fair to them, again, the the uh, locations for those were quite well spaced. Um, you know, they, they were put in a nice position. So you come up against an LMG position, you aren't getting past that easily, basically, because they had mm -hmm. a good field of vision. Um, so that was a bit of a pain. Um, and the only other thing I would say is that it was quite samey in terms of um, Tan team pushed against the, the Greens and the Greens pushed back, Tan pushed back against them. And I think it got to a point, and I'll come, at, come back to this in a second as to why, but the Greens uh, lost a lot of numbers across the weekend. So the Tan team was sort of massively overwhelming the Greens. And it got to a position where we were like, we had to stop because we, we couldn't push any further because we'd basically just be on their respawn. So right, they stopped okay. the event for a lunch break, and then we started again back, and then we had to push all the way through again. So it wasn't like we were like switching around the site in any way. It wasn't like mixing it up or where, where you're attacking from. Or anything like that. It was very... Kind of you, you had you had your meridian line and you were either side yeah. of it all the time, right? Okay. Um, so that was a bit of a pain. But that being said, it was an awesome, awesome location. Um, I've never been in a prison before, um, and it was eerie to say the least, in that you know, you've got the names of people's on the doors. Um, fighting through corridors is always entertaining to say the least, anyway, especially when you've got lots of open doors down mm. them because you have to kind of zigzag your way down the corridor. Um, it was well, it's almost like whack-a-mole really... as well. If you get a few X-rays exactly. in front of you, they're like piping out of one doorway. Then there's an, and you're like fucking. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> no, exactly. And there was um there was two really, really kind of stick out moments for me, which is um we met a guy called Will, um who I'm hoping to add to the Punisher team. Oh, yes, um, yes, you did mention. Yes, yeah, so he we we dived out of uh, the 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 building. It was sort of shaped in a a U shape, and we dived out through the middle of the U. He jumped down to uh, medic up the LMG gunner that had been like hit out, and then he's picked up the LMG and he's just like laying down suppressing fire. David and I sort of peeled up on the left hand side and kind of came up. We managed to sort of sneak up on the back of the enemy a little bit, and that that was quite that was quite class. Nice, nice. That's um, things like that and it was that moment of like you know, when it's 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 the same with any skirmish. You get a lot of people sort of stacking up on doorways and stuff like that. It's like oh, I don't want to go out there because I don't want to get hit. It's like yeah, but. We've got a, you know, it's an unlimited respawn. It's instant respawn. Just, just go. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen is you're going to get shot. You know, mm, exactly that. It's, yeah, it's a it's game. Not, it's not like you've got to sit out for an hour, which you do at no. some some milking events and stuff like that. Um, so there was that, and the, the other the other classic moment um, was just it was so windy. <laughs> like it was, I don't know if anyone living in Kent was aware, we had a massive storm on Saturday. Um, oh, even in Liz. Point of, oh, even in Dale. Uh, Sorry, I'm just checking guys. the chat quickly. <laughs> there was um, there were two. So I think it was about 150 odd people camping. Only two people survived that night in tents. So oh. the rest of the tents, I'm not kidding, were destroyed. Not just like I think we um. So on the way home to my brother's house, we actually saw one at the bottom of the cliff. 
Um, so so, so no there massive, um, massive prison buildings. There wasn't any chance of like getting your head down and sell them just for the. Well, this is the thing. Experience. So I think I think the original plan was that everyone would camp, and then um, obviously it keeps up the the game zone for the game. Um, but I get the impression that because of how many of the tents and that were destroyed, they had to move people indoors because otherwise people were just going home. Right. Um, okay. I think the, the green team lost almost like a hundred people. I think there were four hundred tickets for the game, and I think the green team lost almost half of their players. What before um, even the event started? From from Sunday. Oh, so, right, so the like Saturday, Saturday night. Right, Saturday okay. sort of people pushing through, but by Saturday lunchtime, the wind's picking up, tents are blowing all over the place. It was absolutely peeing it down with rain, and it is genuinely the worst weather conditions I've ever played airsoft in. Nice. To the point of, we <laughs> we had the wind. Um, blowing towards us so all the green team had to do is fire bbs into the air and you're just getting hit right because the bbs are just coming in left right and center um and then we're firing at them and the bbs are kind of coming straight out your gun and down or right up in the air so handy about shooting around the corners though it's just like (laughs) (laughs) see you later (laughs) oh yeah uh let's just check the chat for a bit um, so Rage said, Did you say that the Longmore thing this Saturday had been extended to a two day thing? Uh, no, so there's two days, there's yeah. two individual days that they're I running. I think it's got very popular. This obviously this Saturday coming, so they've actually added on a, a, a Sunday. So you've got a Saturday battle sim, everyone goes home, and then you've got the people who booked for the Sunday turn up on the Sunday, and then Sunday battle sim. That's yeah. crack there, mate. I think Fresh Meat might have said something about that. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'm sure he did mention it. Yeah, it's two minutes. Oh, there we go. Yes, yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. You said check the chat, so I'm just running through the chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I saw, I saw, I'm sure I saw something like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ray said, I had a Viper sling. It's the best sling I've ever used. Exactly. There's, there's some really Definitely good might, yeah. stuff. Um, Nick said, did you get the map of the site? I did. I will dig that out um, and hopefully put that up. I mean, it's, it's a really impressive site. And uh, AI500 actually running the event again, um, I believe, at later date. And um, they're sort of using... The experiences of this one to put um, extra obstacles in, sort of like fixed choke points and stuff like that. So, okay, you know, is, that, is this going to be a regular airsoft site by a gen- like I a, don't know. I really hope it be is now and again by AI five hundred. You know, or... I genuinely have no idea. Um, right, there was. I was under the impression it was just sort of like a one-off type thing. Okay, um, but it. I keep reading messages that are like, oh yeah, you know, we're gonna we're gonna learn about this for the future, and it's a it's a developing site and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh, this would be quite nice because it'll be really good to have a site um like that which is effectively almost like an urban training center site mm. down down sort of the, the other end of kent um because yeah, yeah, obviously definitely. ripe ripe down in lid um i don't think they're using that quite so much for airsoft events anymore right um stuff like that so uh, i did see ed he said mike you lit me up sorry ed it was good fun <laughs> oh sorry, Gilly. Was he there was he <laughs> Did he have he an was, urban he ghillie suit on, did he? Or was he, uh... <laughs> he didn't, no. So uh, sniper rifles were um, not allowed at the event because it was uh, all the all LMGs, sorry, LMGs, all airsoft guns and that were limited to 350 FPS. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, what that, did Ed use in harsh was... language? <laughs> yeah, he just shouted BBs. <laughs> Baby! <laughs> just make, trying to make people jump, just creeping up on him out of corners and stuff. <laughs> Fabulous. But yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice bumping into you, mate. Um, Nick said it's worse if you're here in your ear. Last time I was here, I was living in this cell. That would have been pretty creepy. Yeah. Um, and then you turn around and nobody's there. Yeah. <laughs> I was living in this cell. Just leading up to Halloween, you know. I thought I'd chuck that in there. Yeah. Oh, oh honestly, 
Honestly, it was one of the creepiest places I've ever been in. Like, did you get like light it, flickers and stuff like that? Was there was there any of that? Not so much light flickers. I mean, there was mushrooms growing in some of the buildings. So, the, being that this site apparently had been used as an active detention center eighteen months ago, or whatever, from say so that's what that's what I've been told. So don't hold me to account if it's wrong. There was a lot more degradation to those buildings than I would have expected for eighteen months. So yeah, so either you can imagine those buildings are very old. Mm. Or they were cack beforehand. So, um, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gilly, silly Gilly said, no, I went as a naturalist. <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah. So, viewing, viewing your scope out your window of your house into the fields is a sort of rubbed <laughs> off on you a bit, then, mate, isn't it? With the old backpack on and the, and the salad and the uh, leg yeah. gaiters. Lovely. <laughs> um, it makes a good point, actually. So, the, I would not class the AI 500 event as a milsim. Um, Mark Scott, who was our um, sort of section commander, um, so they, they did break it Absolute into like a legend of a man. I'd like to add, um, and it was really awesome seeing him again because uh, you know always always have a good time with Mark. But Mark was struggling from the start because it was the type of event where the command structure didn't actually know what the taskings were before the event. So it's like you turn up to an event and your command structure are just in the dark as you are, and they're relying on the intel that you receive and you sort of pick up to help run and guide that event. And I actually right. really like that as a as a as a plan because it means that you don't have any of this. Oh yeah, you need to go to this position to pick up this crate, knowing yeah. full well that you're basically uh -huh. sending people to be ambushed. Uh -huh. Exactly, it's just uh -huh. a bit silly. Um, <laughs> well, that's quite good, so, yeah, because obviously it makes it a bit more exciting for a command element as well, doesn't it? Exactly. Rather than knowing exactly. oh, what coming up next is this. Yeah. And it means that Intel is actually worth it as well. So when you're collecting stuff and you're building up a picture, it actually mm. makes sense. Because we didn't know where they were respawning from. We didn't know where their command post was. Um, That's cool. That, like that. That, that was quite a good element. However, obviously, everyone's running it like a milsim from the start. And then as soon as the game starts... <laughs> That's it. Everyone's gone. It's exactly like a skirmish at that point. In that, yeah. well, it's of, your famous got, phrase of um, herding cats, isn't it? Herding cats, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you also, the other thing I absolutely loved was the airsoft commanders that you get that are all standing at the back shouting at you to push forward. It's like I don't, I don't really just want to run and be shot in the face just because you're telling me to do so. You know, <laughs> like there was, there was at least two or three guys that I saw. They had a gun on them, but I, I saw more of them talking than I did actually engaging with the enemy. Mm, mm. Um, talking a good job. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but it was quite funny because uh, one of the, I did hear someone go up to one of the marshals at the end and go, oh, you know, I've never been to a milsim. And this is definitely the best milsim I've ever been to. It's like, ah, oh, but this isn't a milsim. It's not a milsim. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a good event, <laughs> but it's not a milsim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, Fresh Meat said, is it worth jumping on an AI 500 next year? I would say yes. I would highly recommend anyone to have a go um, mm -hmm. because, I say, they do have really niche places. So um, we've played with them at um, Abandoned Theme Park. Um, this is my second event with them at this prison. And I highly oh, recommend going to the was that the Grimsby one? Was that the, the... It was the Grimsby one. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say if you're looking for a hardcore Milsim event or in any way a Milsim event, um, I wouldn't say this is that. I would say this is probably more down the realms of skirmishing with a little bit more tactics, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. 
I, I would recommend going, but go with a pinch of salt if if you're thinking it's a meal sim. Don't I just go with like an open mind. Put it that way. Um, Dan Carpenter says thousands of pyro in closed spaces. Yeah, that was the other thing. I absolutely loved just you know if you've got a clear building, the best way to clear building is just lobbing pyro left, right, and centre. Yeah, um, I mean, did you have ear approach or anything, or was it come out with a bit of a ringing in your ears? Or I uh, came out with a bit of ringing in her ears because I say yeah. it was all going to be Mark Four, so I was like, oh, that'll be fine. They're quite quiet. Um, yeah. Actually, oh. uh, this was a, oh, there was another <laughs> thing I wanted to talk about. So um, there was actually breaching roles as part of the event. So in Ooh. in the teams, if you had a shotgun, um, there were certain doors that had like tin foil across the locks. So to get in that door, you had to shoot that tin foil and shoot through it with a shotgun to then That's pass cool. through that door. So that was quite cool. And they also had proper breaching charges as well. So there were other doors with like Velcro on that you had to have these um, sort of wooden blocks of C4 um, where I think they had like an um, electronically detonated like bit of pyro in. So you, you kind of slap this block on the door and then you put a battery up to it and it goes bang and then you can get in that door as well. So oh, that was quite, quite cool, cool because you weren't allowed to just breach the doors without having those people there. So And we only had like, I think there were like one EOD, um, one C4 breacher and I think we only had like two shotgun breaches. For, or, oh, sorry. Okay. We only had two shotgun breaches on our team but the, the EOD and like the, the C4 guys, uh, I think we only had like one for the whole whole side. Um, that sounds cool. Oh, like yeah, the handmade breaches. Yeah, so they, they were pretty cool. I highly recommend that as like future events, like because it was it actually gave you something to do. You couldn't just like stack up at the door, pile in, and then that's it. You had to stack up on the door, wait for the guy to come and let you in, effectively. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. All, in all that time, you're getting shot at. You've got to move. You've got to cover. So nice, nice, yeah, like pretty it. cool. Uh, Ray says abandoned prisons and hospitals are creepy as fuck. Yeah, they are. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely. only imagine, especially like a hospital element sort of thing yes must be ter be terrifying i thought yeah <laughs> i just said an interesting one from the silly gilly ed there yeah um, i was just saying that i uh, don't know if you realize oh, you were i right, dislocated mate. my shoulder on sunday and that was the last ceasefire oh that was you Ooh, oh okay you want it oh mate i hope you're right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i mean there was um so with the rain and stuff it did get pretty slippy in some of the buildings and they had to call it early on the saturday um because it was just getting silly Right. Um, people were sliding about all over the place. I mean, one guy went down pretty hard with an MG42. Um, I think his foot went sideways, so he was he was sort of taken off ankles, out of the game. Yeah, um, so they did they did call it early on the Saturday, um, but the Sunday was quite sunny and stuff, so it's good. Uh, and Andy, it was the AO500 Citadel event. And what so, about with um, regards to like, was there like with the buildings in like, was there external sort of like gantries and like external stairwells, or was it all contained within the building, like like over the multiple multiple floors sort of thing? Yeah, so um, I was actually gonna, if I stopped talking long enough, I was gonna see if I could Google the map. Um, because <laughs> I thought, yeah, I've just, I've just, I it was cool and it was a nice event to go to, and it was just there was so much to talk about that happened, and obviously, because you weren't no, there, nice, so it was like. Good. It wasn't like it sounds wicked. I must admit, I must have. I haven't actually spoken to you about this either, have we? No, exactly. So it's all new on me. So that's why I'm firing questions at you. Evening, Mr. Brewer. Cherubs. Love it. See if I can find it. There we go. Why don't you the other buildings? Oh, wonder why that is then. I guess there was like security bars and things like that on them, was there? Well, I'm not sure, but they just didn't want you shooting out of windows and stuff. So this is the site. Um, the actual playable area was effectively this, uh, like that. 
Oh, okay. So that long building okay. at the bottom of the screen there and that smaller one. That, that wasn't in, and I have a feeling that that's probably grade two listed. It seems quite old because um, right, okay. this is like a Napoleonic fort that's been there for donkey's years and stuff beforehand. And then it's got converted into, um, I think, World War Two. They used it quite a lot. and. Mm -hmm. Then it became a prison and stuff like that. So the main entrance is here. You're sort of coming through the fairly imposing gates. Um, the tan team CP was located in this this building here. Never found out where the green team CP was. Somewhere over here. Um, yeah, somewhere over there. You've got a that. variety of buildings that you're fighting through. Um, there's lots of security gates still up as well. So like, oh, you can cool. just sort of make out the. the and you know, and, the and had they added any sort of outdoor? furniture lot obstructions or anything like that no so that was part of the problem so for example um this is where the story i was telling you about the lmg the lmg is fixed in this position here these mm -hmm. buildings because they're prisons only have like three doors into them um right. so there was a door here a door here uh there was a door there and a door there so the only way in and out of this building sorry there was four but you can't like pop out the end and come out over here you had to come out through this courtyard so right. anybody sort of sitting on the ends of these buildings or you you know you could sit over here this was one of the machine gun nests and it had a prime field of view across there okay. um so you had quite large open areas that you could move across but there wasn't any barricades or anything in there so it could do with like a few abandoned vehicles or stuff like that to kind of maybe mm. keep the mm. movement a little bit more fluid um this was quite a cool building for anyone that's sort of got me on instagram um this was the viper's nest and it's like the classic prison like open full tower look with all the cages and stuff in it nice um, so but yeah it was cool. quite a variety of buildings you're sort of fighting between them fighting different locations um so yeah definitely yeah, nice definitely an interesting site um yeah silly giddy makes a good point it was an awesome map but there were too many choke points and couldn't really flank um one of the biggest problems was the fact that the um the big uh tennis court kind of area football court um oh i see yeah yeah thing here had proper just open sided cage. Um, you weren't allowed to shoot through it, so you had to treat that almost as like a solid wall, which is fine. But then if you've got a load of people stacking up here, you can see them. So anyone with a bit of pyro could just lob it around the corner. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a shame they can almost like tarp it off or something like that, or tarp off yeah, elements so I think, you can't see through there. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're sort of looking at that in future and sort of building barricades and stuff like that to kind of break the site up a little bit. But nice. yeah, I mean, in terms of pushing the area, you know, you've got all these buildings to clear through, all, all the empty corridors and stuff within there and the actual rooms. Um, and all these buildings are sort of two, three stories as well. Um, yeah, so when you when you think of it like that, if you if you were to lay all those floors out, there's actually quite a lot of, um, there's quite a lot of acreage there, isn't there, to be walking about on mm. when you've got like two or three floor buildings. So yeah. Um, Dan Carpenter, I'm assuming that you are uh, on the green team. Uh, it says the top building was the cartel CP. So yeah, we. I'm assuming that one. We had the suspicion oh, okay. it was that one. Um, but I mean, we were limited to basically this line. We weren't allowed to go past there. Right. Um, yes, yeah, shame they almost didn't say you couldn't take the take opposing forces CPs and then sort of like switch the board around a little bit, sort of thing, wouldn't they? Exactly. Um, it up a bit more. Nice. No, it's good. Good event. Well, on that, on that then, mate. So let's go into the uh, sort of the main topic for the evening. Was um, so, mm. so sort of your kit set up then for an urban sort of game environment. Obviously, I know we know it's only a battle sim, um, for the, like a day event. But sort of, how did you sort of prep for that going into uh, going into the R five hundred? Yeah. So, um, I mean, the main thing because I was obviously staying at my brother's, um, didn't need any camping stuff at all. So that obviously, mm -hmm. if if we're going to a woodland site for the most part. You're camping out, so you've obviously got your sleep system, shelter system, cook system, all of that. So 
that was all binned off for this event. Didn't need it. So literally just packed plate carrier, um, weapons systems, um, the kind of ancillary bits that you need, toolkit, welfare kit, and bits and pieces like that. Yeah. Um, a little bit of food for lunch. Um, but for the most part, it was pretty much, I had a crate. So we put all the stuff in the crate, took it down to my brothers, ended up just running a day sack um, gun carrier to get the stuff in. Uh, that all sat in the CP. Job done, really. Yeah, um, nice, and nice, I think nice. that's that's a good point about um, urban events is that for the most part, the ones I've played anyway, so for example, Longmore, uh, AI 500, um, the depot when that, when that was around, um, it, it's the sort of place you can literally just take a load of stuff and leave it there. Um, and you, you know, you don't have to do all the, the, the shelter systems and stuff like that. I mean, you look at, um, you remember when we went to Tuddenham and did the yep. Octo event there? Um, we obviously, you know, that, that was effectively a, an eight hour day, wasn't it? Like air That's right, yeah, yeah. Or shelter, shelter camping at night, or whatever. Um, but we stayed in a cabin and you don't need all the peripheral stuff necessarily. No, right. You've got a fixed fob, you can just go back there, so you're not having to sort of pack, mm. I would say. Mm-hmm. So you take stuff with you, but um but yeah, I mean how how about you? Like, do you find that you pack differently for a, an urban event? Um, obviously, yeah, I think, um, I think obviously you would do, I mean, it all depends on sort of like the format for the event that's coming up. I mean, if you're, if you're going to an urban event, like for example, Longmore, yeah, it is a primarily an, an urban environment. You know, you've got your streets and your, and your, and your, and your fixed harbour areas and your fixed fobs and patrol bases and stuff like that. But there is a large, well, a relatively large area of woodblock there as well. So, you know, um, I think you'd be especially for that sort of stuff. I mean, obviously the site you went to, there was no wood, wooded area there or anything like that, but I'd be tempted or be quite inclined to take a sort of basher system with me. And I'd be taking my role, mate, anyhow, just in case, for an example, an element of the game sort of presented itself as lads, do you fancy going out sort of like digging in a little bit, a bit of a, like a bit of like a, a recce platoon sort of thing, moving out, staying out in the wood block. So, um, and if you didn't have that sort of kit on you, then you'd be sort of doing yourself out of like, potentially like a really good tasking. So I'd be tempted mm-hmm. towards, I mean, I'd be tempted towards have like a basher on me and my roll mat and you, you can have your DOS bag on you anyhow. So, you know, it's only a couple of little elements to, to take with you to then sort of be able to function out in the field. Um, but then it's that added bonus of an urban environment, you know, like you said, the weather turned really foul throughout the late Saturday, I'm guessing, into the Sunday. So, you know, there are, there are buildings that you can duck into just to get that couple of minutes out of the rain. Yeah. Whereas if you are in a wooded area or you are sort of quite over, like, like say let's say for Imperium for example, there's very minimal wood cover there. You know what I mean? There's very there, there's very, there's next to no buildings at all really around the site. There's great there's great features and this that and the other fantastic sort of enclaves and and ditches and sort of berms and stuff like that. It's fantastic for that, but for actually getting out the elements, you'd really struggle. So you'd have to have kit on you, um, i.e. Gore-Tex, your waterproofs, a poncho. Uh, a basher mm. or, or a tarp that you could string up to get you, you and your team under to get out the elements whereas sort of like for Longmore there's a multiple amount of buildings you know if you're if you're in one of the PBs on stag you know you all the sangers have got cover they've, they've all got top cover you know you've got a main building in each of them that you can stick a section inside that and keep out the wet um so yeah it's quite difficult I mean from an urban into a woodland. <laughs> Sorry, element. I'm just remembering when we were last at uh, Longmore and uh, we were on recon up by the uh, train, by the uh, railway bridge. Do you know what? I was just um, thinking that today and I was thinking and about And it was peering down and we definitely didn't hide in a building. I think no, Tony and, and I are still under a tree. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking today. Do you know what? And I was thinking, well, just to, just sort of, sort of mulling over my mind sort of things we can cover this evening. And I thought, 
you know, the last time we was at Longmore, it absolutely hammered with rain. And we yeah. spent probably the least amount of time inside a building I've ever spent been at, being at Longmore. I've spent more time indoors in the summer at Longmore than I have in this. And you think you'd, you'd be itching to try and get inside. But, you know, the taskings we were on, it just wasn't feasible to be inside a mm. building. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, hence why we got fucking drenched. But <laughs> still really enjoyed it. And, and you know... Yeah. The kit held up, do you know. What I mean, everyone had waterproofs and that on them, so you know, it's you just you just have to prepare for it, really. I mean, mm. differences with an urban environment if you're guaranteed that you're going to be inside hard cover, if you're going to be inside a building, then yeah, for the entire weekend, that's not going to change. And yeah, you can afford to ditch a few things, do you know what I mean? Or potentially leave them in your car in a separate pack, um, yep. that you could grab maybe if, if you needed to, do you know what I mean? So if you if we if we were billeted inside a building, you know, you're not going to need a basher. Um, you could potentially, I don't know, chuck a cot bed in there if you can get it to the building. You know, if you've still got a tablet across or carry stuff across, you're not going to want to be fucking about with bits and bobs all day long because it, it can get a bit tedious. Luckily, at Longmore, you can sort of pretty much drive to where they sort of it, where the, where the uh, uh, platoon houses are. You can sort of pretty much drive up to the front door, so you're very lucky in that respect. You can afford some luxuries, but um, and I think that's where the difference comes with urban and uh, like a like a wooded area or like a like a I need to say like a woodland environment you governed of how far you can get your vehicles to once you get to the site. So, and that's when the, all like the pack smart sort of stuff comes into it. Do you know what I mean? Taking, taking what you need, not sort of things you'd like and oh yeah, I might need that. Or if I always find if I go, Oh, do you know what? I wonder if I need that. I probably wouldn't take it because it's not one of the ones go, yeah. Oh fuck me. I've got to put that in my bag. Bash. That needs to go in straight away. Need that. But if it's one of the ones where you can sort of mull it over and send you a text, go, Mike, I'm thinking about taking this. Do you think I should take <laughs> It's you're not going to need. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them. So that's what that's where it's it's all you, you've got to balance out your luxuries a lot more with a, a woodland event than you have with an urban environment. I think. Do you know what I mean? That's what that's yeah. what I tend to do. You know. I mean, I think when we put when we put this on the docket as one of the sort of the subjects to discuss, I was trying to think of have you played any urban events where you haven't had effectively a fixed fob that you can go and drive up and kind of dump your stuff in? Not yet. Not yet. No. Because I think, I think if it was a different event, so say say it was um, say it's using the prisoners the, the the recent example. Say we were being kind of start kicked off at the gate. There you go. You're you're just on this site now. I mm. would probably take your sleep system and all the like um, in the same way that I would take it for a woodland system. The only thing I'll probably differ differ with is the hammock. Probably wouldn't use a hammock setup because um, no, exactly. obviously yeah, in buildings on that's like a not cab bed or a, or a thicker a thicker mat to sleep on it yeah yeah i mean to be honest with you i mean i don't, I don't know whether i'd take a cot bed with me because i think obviously that's just a lot of mass that you've got to get in a bergen potentially if you if you're having to sort of tab in um but you know a, a roll mat and inflates like the the dutch army self-inflating roll mat or something like that you know that that's going to be yeah, that's more than enough good. comfort and, for you and looking at a legion event at longmore going on the amount of sleep that you do actually get i mean mm. for the for the two hours maybe that you'd get sleep are you going to bother having a cotton that all set up? I mean, I, I, we have done it previously, but sort of going forward, it's sort of like, you know. I'll tell you, actually, we've been in, I've been in my DOS bag before, and 45 minutes later, it's like, I've had a kick. You need to get up because there's another team aren't going out. They're fucked. You need to go out and QRF. Yeah. It's like, mate, we've been out all day. This is, we've, we've had we've been in the pit 45 minutes. It's like, I've got no one else. But that's the trouble when you get billeted above the, the Zero's office. <laughs> And you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't we across the other side of the compound? <laughs> a good, a good top tip with that is that if you are 
Um, any sort of Legion event or whatever is get yourself like a little, um, you know, the little foam seating pads, uh, yeah, like yeah, the little yeah. collapsible ones. Grab one of those because um, the number of times that I've sort of been on sort of stag or you just got to hold a building, mm. um, you know, you're in a position where you've got enough people there that you can sort of rotate who's on stag, who's not on stag. Um, people can grab some food or whatever. But if you wipe one of them under your bum, you've got just enough comfort that, you know, it's not terrible sitting on the floor. Um, just put it, put your head against the wall and just grab five just there and then. You know, you've, mm. you've got all your kit on. You, you're relatively dry, um, assuming it's not raining or whatever. So, um, well, this is yeah. the thing as well. And this is one thing we've got, we mustn't forget is that obviously, yeah, you are if you are attending an urban event. You know, there is, there is an element of an urban uh, environment there. But, you know, you're not going to be undercover for the entire event. Do you know what I mean? You're going to be spending the majority of that event getting to buildings, going from buildings, travelling around woodland and stuff like that. Andy Bob just says sleep on lots. <laughs> Absolutely. Wonderful. Um, I will just say, sorry, uh, Dan, I, I didn't put two and two together. Dan Carpenter is actually the guy that did our patches. Um, so just, just while he's there, um, if anyone wants to buy a patch... <laughs> oh, wow. It's a little segue. Sorry, Dan, I, I didn't put two and two together. I bumped into him actually at the event. Oh, um, he, he was going round going, oh, I did that patch. I was like, yeah, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, welcome along, Mr. Carpenter. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, so, yeah, if anyone's interested in, in getting any patches from it's us... seamless, um... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a there's a little sort of description there on the screen. So it's basically they're seven pounds each, uh, including postage. So we, we cover that as part of the price. Um, you can either do it in person. So at any events you see us at, you can sort of just bring us some money, and we will have some patches on us. Um, if not, then we do have some patches left, uh, with which you can do via PayPal. Uh, and our email is nofochat at hotmail .com. Um, Just please, 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 please include please. in the notes. What you'd like to order and your address, because I've had a, I've had to uh, refund a few um, people's orders because they haven't given me their address. So I just I can't I can't just magic them to you. Um, yeah. like, and, and we have and we have tried contacting people who have not supplied an address and we've just had nothing <laughs> back. So it's like, well, we're just going to refund you your money then, because yeah, <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> I don't want to just hold your money. I'd like to, to hostage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you've got any questions, just give us a shout. You can do that on all our socials, which we'll run through at the end. Um, mm. If you've got any questions, but yeah, if you see us at the event, yeah, just ping us. A we'll, we will have someone us this weekend. We will. I've also, we will. I've also got Mike's a nofo flag for him, which I'm going to bring along. Give to yeah, him. can't wait. Yeah, boy. <laughs> um, and the other thing as well with the patches is, um, if you get a photo of you with your patch on display, send that in as well, um, because what we're going to do is change up our Facebook banner um, and quite these on Instagram as well because I know not everyone uses Facebook so that we can oh god hang on I've just got a thing pop up telling me to restart the computer yeah send us a picture of you in your patches out, out in the field um, and we can sort of put a montage of those together and you know yeah, do a little cool. bit of show and tell each week it'll be quite cool um, yeah, there's a, a few that's recently. coming already so um, we'll be covering that next week because I haven't had time but with Facebook going down it's been a nightmare um, oh I know yeah it's the end of the world so... isn't it <laughs> Um, so yeah, send them in. That'd be awesome. And, uh, nice, thanks, nice. Dan. Yeah, good man. They, they are wicked patches, actually. To be fair, they are um, top quality, mate. Really nice. I do like. Yeah. I like a lot. I like a lot. <laughs> yeah. So where was we? Um, um, urban environments. Yeah, yeah. It's it's mm. a, remembering not to get complacent, thinking, oh yeah, going to an urban event. Right, I'm not going to need that. I'm not going to need that. It's all buildings. This and the other. You know, no. You know, 
you could be spending an hour and a half fighting to get into a building. You're going to be outside. So, you know, always prepare for obviously the worst amount of weather that you're going to encounter. Like we had it as well. We had, mm. we had the Gore-Tex jackets. We had the leg gaiters. This, that, and the other. So you do stay relatively dry. You know, there's going to be elements of kit that are going to get wet and you're going to have to just fucking deal with that. But, you know, that's part of it. You know, it's what comes with it. So, um, oh, I completely lost my train of thought then. No. It's gone now. Oh, I can chip in because I've got some like so. Yeah, um, please, I, yeah, because I literally just I went. Feel like, <laughs> I feel like we've covered weather quite a lot. Um, but what I would say is the major difference from uh, an urban to a woodland environment is probably your weapon system and mm. how you're actually going to fight. Um, the main one I would say is pyro. Pyro is so much more useful in an urban environment than it is in woodland. Mark fives and stuff like that are. I find them quite wasteful in woodland. Pointless when yeah. you're in the woodland because Maybe you're not going to get enough range. Like no. smokes are good. Smokes are good. Yeah, beauty for that screen. Bugging Waters, in the stuff like that. But you are not going to get your pyro over there and hit them adequately with with them not being able to run out of the out of the, the like the five meter kill radius or whatever. It's just not going to happen. Hmm. Room clearance plus you got though. Twig. Plus you got Mark Five twigs. Oh yeah, and trees like it's just, that one it twig and it just bounce back. And you'll hit it, and you will guarantee there'll be one twig out of all the clear trees. The whole tree it'll be clear in front of you. There'll be one twig, and I'll guarantee you now your fucking Mark Five will ping off it and come back at you or hit your mate in the back of the head, and then you'll get called a dickhead. Yeah. We're all dead. Nice one. That's what. Just, just <laughs> no. Just don't do it. <laughs> it's the worst. But that's, you know, pyro. Uh, smoke's really good. Mortars are really good. Um, but yeah, I just just like hand thrown stuff for the most part is is I would say a little bit redundant in woodland. It's cool to have, and it's like loud noises and stuff like that. It's quite yeah, quite yeah, cool, yeah. But, it adds that element, um, element to it, doesn't it? But but if you're trying to clear a corridor, pyro is almost essential. Like I. <laughs> And it's you cool, put... and, it, and it's good fun, isn't it? Because you get it's nothing better yeah. than what's sort of stacking up on the door. You have got two, two, three man teams, one either side. One gets the door. You get a you get a Mark Five in there. You know, strike it yeah. as the door's getting kicked, and boom. And then in you go. You have got three downstairs, three up the stairs. It's fucking quality. It's great fun. Yeah. I mean, you will get shot in the face, and it really hurts, but it's still brilliant <laughs> fun. The fun far outweighs the pain, in my yeah. eyes. And it's and it's especially very very close quarters rooms and stuff like that. Like if you if you're having the chance to sort of fight through offices or I mean long more oh, buildings mate. like little bedrooms and stuff like I've that. You, you can't story. you can't get away from the pyro. It's not like you can just necessarily back up and go. Oh, I'm out of the kill zone. So in Longmore, yeah, upstairs in some of the, like the semis, in the bedrooms and stuff like that. There's like there's um I think it's the it's the houses that's got the tunnel system on the far side of the. Uh, yep. The row houses furthest away from the. I'll SF find them place. on the map, by the way. I'll, I'll bring it up. So basically, we went into this house, went upstairs, went into this bedroom, cleared it. I didn't know there was a little hatch, like a little secret room sort of thing in this bedroom. And this hatch is only sort of like a couple of foot high, a couple of foot wide, little square. You could you could shimmy through it, you could leopard crawl through it. Literally, I've I've looked through this one, I've gone right clear like that. Didn't even see this hatch right down. You wouldn't completely blink and you miss it. This dude with a pistol, right, went. Just Klinsman just slid across the floor, went, <laughs> straight up in my chest. I was like, "That was amazing." <laughs> I'm sorry, dead man, but that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thank you for killing me in such an awesome it was, style. It was like the Matrix, mate. I was just like, "Oh, I wish I could have done that. I wouldn't. I would have failed miserably and got caught in the framework and just like <laughs> got stuck." But yeah, so that's so yeah. That's so these um, ones back here, isn't it? That's this has been um, done yeah, up. Yeah, so well, they've, it? they've um they've revised the uh the sand fob or whatever they call it yeah um there seems to be a lot more berms and things around there now as well 
Mm. Um, so actually assaulting assaulting that would be quite interesting from this position because it looks like you've now got an element an element of like berm that runs along there and sort of covers the road a little bit as well. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what they've been doing. Yeah, it's interesting that. And that's the only uh, noticeable difference, isn't it, of the site? Well, the, I, it's interesting. I saw a um, Google Earth Pro. I was actually looking at it today. The helicopter's moved, I think, as well. I think the helicopter's now placed in this position here. Oh, um, okay. So it looks like there's been a few changes to the site. Um, Almost a, a downed helicopter into the compound sort of scenario going on there. Quite probably, yeah. Potentially, yeah. Um, yeah, those they're the houses there uh, of um, uh, Pretoria. Yeah. Gee, that one there in, in along that section there, mate, yeah. That was um. That's where that little secret hatch thing was upstairs. It was cool. It was it was quality. It was a great move. Do you know what I mean? Because I literally just went into the room, cleared it like that. I was like, yeah, that's clear. Obviously yeah. not clear. What a knob! And this bloke out of nowhere just went, just slid and went on his back. I was like, that was the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> that that nicely leads me on to my point about like the next bit about weapon systems is pistols. Pistols mm. and little SMGs are so much more useful in an urban environment than they are in woodland again, because Definitely. having that ability to kind of keep, you know, you were not going to be running through a building with a DMR that's like, you know, that long. And you're like, Oh, I can't get through the doorway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to be able to button up. So you need to do your little carbine, your little M4s. You know what I mean? Obviously you, you get away with like your SAEs, you know, and stuff like that sort of size, but anything bigger than that, you know, you are going to struggle a bit. It, mm. it can be a ball like pistols and um, SMGs uh, blinding bits of kit. Yeah. And nice little segue, blinding and a torch. Put and a torch a on your yes. weapon. Yes, Jeff, you've got to have it. There is nothing worse than when you're trying to room clear and you're going, oh, I can't see in that corner. Oh, let me just find my torch. <laughs> yeah. Just wait, wait one, wait one, get him a torch yeah. out. And then by that time, the person that's hiding in that dark corner has just popped out and gone, you're dead. Yeah, because a lot of the buildings, if any of you guys are watching, I haven't been to Longmore before, there's a lot of the buildings have got huge metal sort of blast shutters on them, which can be sort of locked shut. And when they are all shut, the building is black inside. So you do literally need a torch. Apart from the light that'll be streaming in from the door you've just gone through, it is proper dark in there. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, a torch is essential, either fixed or... Ha I'd have both. I'd have a fixed one on your, on your riff and a handheld one as a backup. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, you also get the benefits of strobes as well if you, if you can use them. Um, yeah, you know, I know some sites mode is always good. Exactly, some sites prohibit strobes and stuff like that, but you know that that does make a difference as well. Um, mm. So yeah, that's that's a little bit of kit I would pack differently for an 100%. urban or woodland event. Um, how about your loadout yourself? Would you? Um, Do you know what, mate? Up? This is I'm actually struggling with this weekend because. I'm not sure whether to go back to my plate carrier. I mean, I have set up to take my plate carrier this weekend, but I've been in because I've never had a chest rig before, like for using for. I mean, I've got my, my DPM, like my Northern Ireland chest rig, which I use as like for my PMC and stuff like that. But because I've got my probably my Warrior one, um, which is just here, I can show you. I've taken my comms kit <laughs> off it at the moment, but um, I've got my Warrior one, which I picked up as a steel. Um, and it's really, it's, it's just a wicked bit of kit. Do you know what I mean? It's so easy to use and just chuck it on. Mm. It holds all your essentials. But then I've got all my bits and bobs on my plate carrier. So I'm in two minds. You know, do I take take them both? Do I just go with the plate carrier and say, that's it. I'm using that for the weekend, for the for Saturday. And that's that's me done. I'm sort of leaning towards the plate carrier, I must admit. Because it's mm. been a while. Because I've been, the last couple of events, I mean, yeah, it's been PMC, Civi. Haven't really had to use the, the plate carrier. So I'm actually really looking forward to getting getting the old, multi-glam out again and having a pair up with that because you know what i mean and i think that's quite good because a lot of people you know they wear they wear multi-cam all the time and in fact you know if that's what you floats your boat then fair enough but 
we're quite different with our team. We like to do PMC roles, civvy roles. I mean, we do op four. We've we've been to events where half have gone op four, half have gone NATO and stuff like that. So it's actually going to be really good to get back to having like a a bit of NATO and a bit of a blue four setup. So I'm I'm actually yeah, I think I'm going to go. Play, I think I'll convince myself to go plate carrier. Yeah. I'll be going. I'll be See, going with the DCS. I think I would go plate carrier <laughs> on the basis that it actually adds more protection in an urban site again. So because you could be doing that sort of more CQB, you know. It's. I know. I know. It's only airsoft. It does still hurt when you get hit. <laughs> yeah, it does hurt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no getting away from um, it. You still, it still hurts. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, so for example, um, when when I do sort of CQB stuff, I tend to wear like the um, the little mesh mask. Um, I don't know if I've got one to hand. And it's like the one tigress, like half face mesh. So it's got the, the mesh mesh panel over the mouth and the nose, and then sort mm-hmm. of soft padded sides, so you can get sort of still quite a good sight on your on your. Optics and stuff like that. Oh, no, it's not um, that cool. But again, helmets and stuff like that as well. Because, like, again, when we run in the woodland, it's usually boonies. I don't normally wear the mesh lower face. Yeah. Um, I mean, know, I, I, I of... tend not to wear a face protector anyhow. If I get walloped in the bush, then that's on me. Well, you've got a beard. You, you can grow a nice Yeah, there's only so much it stops, though, mate. I mean, <laughs> that's all I've got. I mean, let's be honest. Beards mainly stop crumbs and soup. <laughs> They don't, they don't stop BBs. And the occasional bit of dribble now and again, maybe, when I'm yeah. really concentrating. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I'm going to go... I've got, it, I've got it here. I think I'm going to go with a plate carrier. There there she be. Good to go. Nice. I've got my... um. What I did with my comm set is um, I've got a, a spare headband lanyard type thing, which which I go on mm-hmm. like the, my earmores. But it, it really holds a um, whip antenna and my additional antenna really nicely and snug. So I've almost oh, got right. it set up like just like one sort of like one big loom now. So I can just unclick it and it, the whole thing will just come off and I can transfer it over to my chest rig, you know, in a couple of minutes. I'm set up on my, on my other rig. So, yeah, um, regards to Nick's question, does my uh, yeah, plate carrier... Yeah, it doesn't, mate, unfortunately. This is the Warrior DCS, which I've got set up with all my, my, my um, polymer uh, mag pouches and bits and bobs like that. It's quite a light setup, really, with my dangler from Mission Taylors. So all good there. Um, and my... Uh, my chest rig is the as another warrior. I think it's the L eighty something or other eighty nine model. I can't think of the make of it now, but um, yeah, that's just a, literally a standalone uh, chest rig. So that is what it is. It will. It, this can turn into a plate carrier if I button the top bit there. You, you can get an additional bit of molly. So that would actually essentially then become a a plate carrier as well. So I've got the best of both worlds with that. But um. No, I am looking forward to taking my DCS this weekend because Mike's got his DCS too, so we both have them. DCS friends. I think a few of the boys have to be fair. I think Marcus is a DCS as well. I think he's got, which would be cool. So yeah, so yeah, it'll be plate carrier, and then obviously on top of that, um, I'll probably run me. I'm not sure whether to run me Vertus or my mother load my day sack. So I'm sort of hinting more towards a smaller 17 liter assault pack than a uh, than a Dubri big and 60 liter thing. Rage says you need a nice pouch for that vest, Lance. Maybe to keep your comms in. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. um, Harry Badger's still talk about Face Pro. He said the Delta Mike's Face Pro are the way forward. So I, I, I've seen these before, and I will just grab a picture up. So that's something. Is um, that the I one that's just like a cloth? Um, yeah, like so it's a, like a with um, a little mesh. Schmar, um, no, it's not a schmag. It's a, it's a, it's like a snood thing. It's that's the one. Yeah, well, yeah. But I mean, it's like a. Oh yeah, sorry. They are they are two snoods probably. The two better. different things. Yeah, yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, like I said, you, you are completely wrong. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, see, I'm not averse to these. I don't own one. Um, I have got some of the. Um, 
I think I bought some like mesh mouth, it's called. So it's got like a little steel mesh plate that I can manually sew into one of these if I wanted to. Um, but yeah, yeah so I tend to use the, um, the like the, uh, I think it's the what are they? Hybrid. What are those? Um, Andy's got one, he's got a delta mic. Andy, what are they like for fogging up and that and sort of like heat? Do, do they, well, like when you're blowing out your ass trying to run somewhere, I mean. Does it does it does it clear through the mesh and through the material quickly enough? Like when you breathe out, or is it like a sort of like a bit of a fan blowing in there and it go, goes up onto your onto your specs? That's what I'd struggle with. Would be overheating with it. That's what I'd um, before I sort of tried one. Because yeah, I suppose it would be especially for the urban area. Um, I suppose it would be good. But then what, the one you've got, Mike, is more of a it's it's more sits off the face a bit more. So I guess that's going to be keep you a lot cooler, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean the um this is this is it here. So it's basically uh, say like a mesh panel. You've got the um these are sort of filled with foam on the sides there. Um you, you can also get them that cover your ears and stuff as well if you wanted to. I mean they don't look too bad in my opinion. Yeah. Um it's not the most glamorous thing. Um but you know, yeah, I don't know why you'd wear yeah. that and not wear iPro in that particular picture. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not, really, not really selling the self and safety side of it, are no. they? Um, but no, I, you know, I, I've I've used them for years. I've, I've never had a problem with them. Um, and obviously, you can get the, the multi-cam um, sort of pattern or different sort of coloured patterns and stuff. I know, obviously, you can with the Delta Face, uh, Delta Mic Face Pro as well. I actually, um, one of the chaps uh, um, when I was at the um, playing the Civi Force at uh, the Territory game, um, he actually modded one of those um, mesh masks, and he because um, we had to have. Um, uh, like breathing apparatus to handle some of the kit. Um, mm. He actually um, fashioned himself a couple of little filters and like made them all look distorted and sort of like post-apocalyptic, oh, well, like yeah. cans, and, and 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 affixed them to the mask. And that actually looked really cool. But it still had all the face protection there, and yeah. like you'd normally wear it. So it, it was no odds for him having to change out and put a gas mask on. He actually made his mask look like a gas. And I thought, you know, kudos to you, mate. That's you know, yeah. that's, that's good prep. That is it's really good. Like that. I mean, I guess that would be the only difference for me is that I don't always wear the mesh mask, so I can mm. just slap it on if I need to. Um, you can get the little, um, you know, on the back of the helmet, like the, uh, the the rail where you've got like the little tab insert. Things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. The, I don't, I'm not sure what they're called, but um, you can you can affix the the mask webbing to those, so you can actually detach the mask completely. Um, I guess the only thing with the Delta mic, um, which I'd be interested to sort of hear, is. I'm presuming you'd have to take that all off your head if you wanted right. to remove it temporarily or, or just wear it, I guess, as like a little scarf. I don't want to sound like I'm poo-pooing it. I'm not poo-pooing it at all. Oh, oh, um, no, 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 absolutely it's just, not. No. I've, you know, I've, I've never used one myself, so I, I quite like the, um, the, the like, that, lower face. That Delta Mike, though, is that something you can only get from Delta Mike or has he got, does he sort of sell them to, like, outdoor, like, to other stores things like that i'm, like, I'm wondering because obviously they have the the shop on site at longmore this weekend could they potentially have any at longmore i wonder i have no idea <laughs> I, might be quite tempted. I, I would be tempted to give it a go because obviously I, i'm not one to wear in face pro do you know what i mean but you know something like that could so this certainly is the delta uh, mike delta mike store um so currently time currently is three, to, three five to five weeks, weeks but yeah, so perhaps I mean, you can get them all in the different camo patterns and stuff there's a patch yeah that's cool uh, and it's an added and it's an added element, like you said, then you've got the different camo patterns and stuff. There, so it is an added element of camo. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's saving on the cam cream for sure. Hmm. Which I am expertly applying at every event. <laughs> you wish my expertly applying at every event. Yeah, absolutely. That. <laughs> I might. Um, I tell you what. I will. I will have a look at investing in one of those. Um, hmm. and, uh, yeah. 
No, he doesn't. Oh, there we go. Harry says, only Delta Mike sells them. I wear it like a snood and pull it up quick when I get into a fight. Yeah, it's a good shout. I mean, that's the thing with Face Pro. For the most part, I don't like Face Pro. Like, iPro, yes, obviously. But Face Pro, I I get too hot. I don't want anything restricting me there. But at the same time, I quite like my teeth. Um, You know, so I kind of weigh up more for Woodland events. (laughs) You're very happy. All right, steady on down now. Take the piss now. Not <laughs> enough. Come on. <laughs> no fair play, mate. <clears throat> Plug away. You know, Harry's got away. 10% code if anyone wants one. That's what we want. That's what we want. We like Harry, that. ping it over to me. We'll get one. We'll get some sorted out. Yes, absolutely. Cool. I'm tempted now. This lot of what yeah. have, have led me down the garden path of another purchase. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I'll have to have a little look at that then. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Rage says, wear a gum shield to protect your teeth. That's the thing. See, so, I just don't smile. I don't know why everyone's so happy when they're shooting people. <laughs> Just don't fucking yeah, smile, and you'd be all right. You definitely smile when you're airsoft. I don't know what you're talking about. You're sitting there I, on the I, LMG with I, the thermal. Like... <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> I am um, talking to gum shields, though. I the only gum shield experience I've ever had was like playing rugby at school, and I couldn't ever talk in one of those and. Like trying to use comms and stuff like that, I don't know how mm. people do that. Um, so that's why I generally tend to go with like the face probe because it, it, it just sits in my like the trouser pocket, and then if I need it, I can just take it out and put it on quick. Um, nice. it's not sort of too much of a problem, but uh, Andy says don't spray it with Febreze and then wear it straight away, it's not a good feeling. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, well, I can imagine not. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate, steady on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray says they are so much better. No, Mike. Well, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not. Again, each to their own. I'm not criticising. Um, Shock doctor gum shields are fantastic. Ooh. I'll have to look into these as well. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know enough about gum shields. To be honest with you, the only reason I've never really worn gum shields, I say, is just for the fact that when I played rugby at school, you can't. You've got them in your in your mouth or whatever. And like la la la. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's an element then, yeah. so going back to the oh, urban look. and woodland then so there's a there's an element it's of different PPE yeah there's an element of different PPE required you'd say then for um yeah. an urban to, as opposed to a woodland setup then well I mean, I mean the main ones i would say is uh face pro obviously for me because you're firing you're, you're fighting a lot closer conditions mm. for the best will in the world you do always get that knobhead at a site that decides that they want to up the FPS on the gun or they've somehow like quick change spring or something like that. Something that they shouldn't be doing or, you know, you get a sniper around to the face or something like that. You know, yeah. you are obviously a lot closer. You're popping out of windows a lot more. Um, so I would say that face pro and sort of extra, extra padding, I guess, uh, in terms of like the, the, the plate carriers or a helmet or something like that do, do help. Um, yeah, definitely, but, and I think, I know and I think you've got to make sure with an urban game, like you said, that you're going around corners, you're going into buildings, you're stepping into doorways. I think you have to make sure, and it's essential, you have to make sure your eye protection is on point, mm. and there is no room for error with that at all. And by that, I mean like making sure that you've got, and I, I am going to make a conscious effort to do it this weekend, is making sure that I've got my lanyard around the back of my glasses point, up, arms to go so it holds them to my face. Because I, I wear my, my, my saw fly, um, but you know, there's nothing stopping them getting snagged on something or caught on something coming off as you're going into a building. I know it can happen at any time, but it's a lot. You're a lot closer. Do you know what I mean? 
Mm. You could literally be muzzle to muzzle with someone as you come around that corner, through that doorway, look up that staircase. Glasses could flick back, flick off. Anything like that can happen. So it's got to be. Les, take care, mate. Yeah, that's one thing I would, you know, really ram home is make sure that your iPro is proper on point. Mm. You know, proper secure. Quick, quick um, follow up on iPro. Obviously, I've been running the Edge Tactical um, glasses at most events recently, um, and they are starting to fog again. So whether there is some coating that is rubbing off on those um, or not, I don't know. But is, have you got a treatment that you can give them? Can you like put fog off on them? Or because I remember, didn't you say that you can't put anything on them at all because it will completely ruin the glasses? Or quite probably, I need to look into it. I'm going to have a little flick through the old because um, I've been following that. Like, it comes with like the little instruction sheet as to how to look after them and maintain them and stuff like that. So I'm going to be uh, okay. going through that. But uh, again, I will be going through it. But I have been following like how you're meant to wear them and look after them and stuff because, you know, it's, it's a little bit unfair to complain about iPro if you're then like rubbing it with sandpaper and stuff like that. These glasses aren't working. I've been boiling it, yeah. life. <laughs> Just gobbing on them and rubbing your sleeve yeah. on it. These are crap. <laughs> um, but what I have noticed, to be fair with them, is that they do last a lot longer than other iPro. Um, but I've also been running the, the fan, uh, what's the X fog on the back of the helmet as well, which makes quite a difference with them. Um, so the sort of the combination of the two of those are quite good, but mm. yeah, I mean, the, the reason I bring this up is that again, with urban environments where you're changing light conditions as well as, uh, temperature conditions. So for example, if you're running around outside, you've got more of a breeze, um, sort of cross flow and stuff like that it kind of helps dissipate fog. If yeah. you suddenly run into a building and you're already sweaty and you're sort of sitting there, you, it's very hard to clear a room if you can't see anything because your glasses are all oh, fogged up and it's dark. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so obviously mesh, mesh in buildings isn't necessarily great. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I've got the fog off stuff and obviously the sawfly glasses and um, I've not had any problems with them, to be honest with you. The only time, like I said in previous episodes, the only time I've had problems is nighttime looking through my thermal when I press my eye right up to the uh, monocle to open it up. Um, I tend to get a bit of fog in then. Um, but that sort of dissipates quite quickly because I've got the, the fog off on the lens. So, yeah, mm, all good. All yeah, good. so um, Ray says, uh, Bolly make anti fog wipes. Um, they're the best anti fog I've used. I have to try the Bolly ones. I've tried, uh, I've got a load of like the revision sawfly ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the little things <coughs> that come with those. I've got a load of those. Um, I've tried cat crap, um, which Andy's suggested. Um, sawflies still get them to fog. I've bought three pairs of those now. Um, just, I don't know why I bought three. Just, I think I got on a bit of a spending spree after our iPro episode when I bought a whole load of uh, iPro. <laughs> um, but I've, 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 I've now got three pairs of sawflies and all of those fog, uh, regardless of using the wipes and stuff. I will try the Bolly ones though. It's a good shout, Rach. Mm. Um, but clearly, I should be used as some sort of like testing model for iPro. Like if it's got, a, it's got to pass the November so, Foxtrot. Might is it some fog anti-fogging stand. element to it? Yeah, <laughs> to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it was what was funny though is I was at this event at the weekend and like my iPro was started fogging and someone genuinely came up to me and went, Oh, have you heard about edge edge eyewear? Like it doesn't ever fog. I was like, I've got them on, they're literally fogging right now. Um <laughs> so yeah, it's cool. Like um, so anyway, right, right so come shelter. Yes. Well you, yeah. <laughs> Just slap it all on. I've got like Absolutely, nine pairs yeah. of safety glasses on. <laughs> Keep a spare set on you, gotta be got gotta be done. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, right, so have we have we covered everything? We've covered uh, weapon systems, sleep, shelter, uh, foods. Probably not really much different. 
Um, I wouldn't have thought so. No, I mean, you know, it, I think it's just it's just it's common sense as well. You know, it's just the main thing for me was making sure that when people say, "Oh, you're going to an urban game this weekend," if it's inside a warehouse and you're not leaving that warehouse, then yeah, you can class yourself as a being an urban environment. Whereas, you know, Longmore is you, like you've got the best of both worlds there. So, you know, mm-hmm. don't go thinking I'm not going to need that jacket. I won't need that. I won't need this. Won't need that because you know you're going to spend a lot of it outside. Yeah, around them buildings, within the buildings, just passing through them. You know what I mean, you know, there's, you'll, you'll be outside a lot more than you will be inside them. So you know, just just bear that in mind. That's what I'd suggest going for a woodland, a woodland event. You know, you, you you know you know what you're signing up to. You know, mm. you're going to be in the woods, so pack accordingly. <clears throat> when it comes to an urban one, you know, I've done it. I've made that mistake where I didn't bring things to the one where it got wet. Luckily enough, I had my Gore-Tex jacket in my in, in my bag, but there was a couple of things I could have done with. Do you know what I mean? Like a change of top. Um, which I didn't have, but luckily, I mean, I stayed dry enough because I had my jacket and that on. But you know, there was a couple of things where I sort of went a bit lapsed and gone, oh, fuck. when you get back, you know, think about it, you know, but you know, hindsight, yeah. <laughs> See, I have, um, like the B&Q crate, the big sealable uh crate that I always leave in the car, um, mm-hmm. presuming that it's a relatively safe place to leave it because sometimes you park on like, public roads and stuff, um, and that is always full of the what did I forget. Um, stuff. So, you know, you, you leave an event, you go, oh, I really wish I'd taken that. So that goes in the crate for the next time. And it's always in there from now on. So like we, we went to an event um, where I got bitten to shit by mosquitoes. I've now got mosquito wipes in that crate. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's always just the little bits and pieces that pile in. And sort of, you just, you just learn and kit um, evolves, I guess, as part of that. So it does. Yeah. That's it. And then more, like they say, the more events you take part in and the different environments that you go to, you know, you, your kit's going to be able to change and you'll be able to sort of customize it to depend on where you're going. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. It's having that experience as well, isn't it? So, it, you know, whilst, whilst we can sort of share some of our stories and bits and pieces like that, fundamentally, if you go to Longmore for an event, the next time you go, you're going to know what you're sort of. Exactly that, mate. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Yeah, so and like I said, you know, what we say is, is things that work for us. You know, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily right. It's not necessarily wrong. You know, it's you know, because to some people, because well, I don't need that. Why are you taking that? So, well, it's because it works for me, mate. I mean, it's you know, courses for horses, isn't it? You exactly. know, so <clears throat> all good, all good. Uh, I think it's horses for courses. Courses, courses for horses. Horses, horses, <laughs> horses, courses. Oh well, you know, fine. it works for me. It works um, for me. Yeah, we'll cover, exactly. we'll cover this one quickly and then we'll go on to tactics as well because Andy's really good point on that one. So, what about camos? What camos work best in urban or woodland? Ooh, well, over in, in the UK, you know, woodland DPMs are blind. Of, you know, you know, M65 US woodland is awesome. Yeah, that's a good. With kit. Multicam just doesn't work. <laughs> multicam, yeah, I don't know. Even in, even in the middle of summer. Or winter, or spring, or autumn. I know. think it. No, I, do you know what? I think it work. I think it, it it would work best in autumn. I think MTP. MTP would work best in autumn or very early spring, perhaps. You'd, you'd get it. But as soon as you hit the dark, the deepest part of summer, if you've got a full canopy, especially like a woodland, um, you know, woodland DPM is is blinding because you've got the shadowing and that on it, which is naturally yeah. created anyhow. You know, um, it's brown as opposed to tan. <laughs> And then you've got like, yeah, I mean, for an urban environment, I mean, it's, I mean, it's one of them, you know, I mean, it depends what the urban environment's like, you know, you've got, that's where a lot of people go for like the grazy, civvy sort of look, I suppose, maybe that would blend in a bit better than having a camo pattern against a solid coloured back wall, you know, if you've got a grey concrete building behind you, is MTP going to make you blend in any better than a grey jacket? Who knows, you know what I mean? It's one of them, 
I, I, can you get an urban camouflage? Yeah, I know. Yeah, we saw them. Yeah, but I mean, would you say there was an urban camo or color scheme that you would best work in an urban environment, or would you say it was the way you carried yourself and your movements and your tactics when you're in that urban environment works better as a camouflage? I think the, um, the using like, using American... the buildings, shadows, things like that. You know what I mean to move around rather than relying on the gear yeah. you're wearing. You know your movements, your speed of movement. You know your, the noise you create. You know things like that. I mean, if you're in a really grey environment like full of concrete, I would say like the ACU digital, like mm -hmm. the classic American. Um, yeah, I think Nick just said the same thing. Like the uh, American grey square camo old stuff was good inside buildings because of shadows. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> Fresh Meat says MTP works best in your old nan's floral sofa. Absolutely does that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or well, the old shag so, pile carpet just laid out. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. Who said that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think it. I don't think camo plays quite as much difference personally in urban stuff. I mean, as long as you're not wearing like bright red, mm. bright colours, you know, that it's going to stand out loads. But um, it does depend on where you're playing because if you're playing in like, you know, I can't think of an example. If you're playing somewhere that you know. I mean, it's like Tudnam. red you think brick buildings got, and you're wearing MTP. It's going to be very contrasting. Exactly that. Like Tudnam's, you know, you've got, you've got red brick billet, billet houses from the US uh, Second World War Air Force Base, wherever it was. Um, mm. But then it's got a lot of tree line, a lot of vegetation surrounding them buildings as well. So you've got a real mixed bag there going on. So, you know, all depends. Uh, and the other question that um, Andy Bald was tactics. So, how would tactics vary? Well, I think you're going to be, for an urban environment, you're going to be heavily reliant on knowing the ground a lot more than you would woodland. Um, I think your line of sight is going to be a, a compromise a lot more than woodland. So you're going to have to know the map. You're going to have to know buildings, uh, reference points, exit, choke entries. points, things like that. Your yeah, entries, yeah. yeah, absolutely that. Um, rendezvous points with, with your team. If, if, if you're clearing a building from one side and, and the other team, and then you get split, you need an emergency RV, things like that. Um, I think, obviously, contrasting that with woodland, you know, yeah, you've got a woodblock in front of you. You've got limited distance of what you can see, but it's not like you can't see through the woodland. You know what I mean? You can make out things through the woodland. So um, I think it would be easier for you to navigate. Oh, would I? Would, oh, no, hello. Would I say it would be easier to see, navigate I'd, woodland? I, to, yeah, I'd I think, disagree yeah. with that. I no, I don't. I was just thinking, as I was navigate. saying it, I thought, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I because think you'd you've have got more... doors. Doors just make a huge difference because if you've got a building with one door, you are having to go through that door to get into that building. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. Um, the only thing I was going to say about tactics is um, I know sort of when we play a lot of the um, uh, sort of events with teams and stuff like that, it's is keeping your spacing between how much you group up. Where don't put everyone in the same room in the same location because in urban environments, if you're all in the same room, one grenade is going to take out that room. One grenade, yeah, um, and, 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 and presenting yourself as a photograph in the, in the window frame, you know what I mean? Always stand mm. sort of three or four foot back from the window and look, you know what I mean? Don't just go up to the window and go like, oh! <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You need to stand, but stay, like you say, it's all about the shadows again, you know what I mean? If you've got no yeah. power in that building, you can stay in the shadows, but you can see out. It's very hard for someone to see you inside it if you're staying, at, staying in that darker side of the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, stacking. Danny was just saying stacking. Yeah. So, I mean, stacking makes a difference as well. Yeah. I mean, you don't generally tend to do too much stacking in a woodland, do you? Like, no, exactly I know, that, I know yeah. we well, have you, as a joke, just, sort of you know, on that tree. Yeah, you do that stuff, bits and bobs. Like, you, mean, you might have your trench system that you might go down, sort of thing, you know, a bit, but rarely. Um, yeah. I'd say one thing to consider as well with regards to tactics or for a personal point of view would be the length of your riff, um, i.e. end of buildings, you know what I mean? Having that muzzle on display, things like that, you know what I mean? That, that, that'd be one for me as well to think about. It's a little thing that someone can pick up on. If they're looking down a straight edge of a building and you see a little <laughs> sticking out, it's like, oh, hello, and then it disappears. Yeah. Things like Clearing that. Clearing stairs. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just, just trying to throw ideas out as they arrive to me. Clearing stairs is a good one because obviously... Mm. Stairwells are an absolute nightmare to try and fight up and down. Um, they are, yeah. I mean, you can you can take them, um, obviously, in, in a regimented way, but then that's something, mm. obviously, like, you, like we said about tactics, and that, like Danny's just said then, with stacking, is knowing um, within your team, when you're stacking up on a building, who's in first, who's in second, who's in third, who's going straight ahead, who's going the stairs, who's the man behind him on his shoulder, checking them stairs with him. Do you know what I mean? Because if one's looking up the stairs, you can get another one going behind him, checking behind the banister looking down that stairwell, he's going to be needs to be looking up while the other man's going up him. And that's where you've mm. got you're coming, you'll be like ants in. Do you know what I mean? The door will go, you go, yeah. that should be it. You know, in theory. And I think I think for me, that's where training would come into play. Like, that's what I would love to do. I would love to do yeah. more of that with our team to do more, some more buildings and stuff like that. Not only because it's good training and, and good fun, but for me, it's just, it would just be wicked great fun to do it. Do you know what I mean? And have a mm. real good crack. You know that I'd I'd really yeah. enjoy that as like a, almost like a day out sort of thing for the t- like a team yeah. excursion, just to go. Well, it's like a little to... bit of a social at the same time, isn't it? But absolutely, I mean, the number mate, of times yeah. where you work with, I mean, I I've seen sort of more established teams fly past, fly past me up the stairs, and it's like without any kind of word to each other, they know exactly what they're all doing. You know, they're sort of like, you know, what person goes like that, that person's going like that. You know, and mm. it's it's having that kind of communication, whereas. You know, I've I've been part of teams which not not the punishers, but literally we just like walking up the stairs, just oh yeah, 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 yeah. and then oh my mate's just been shot. I wonder why. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, um, yeah. It's just getting it's just getting into that routine and doing. And and let's be honest, we don't, we don't do that enough. You're, no, you're not doing it day in day out, week in week out. You know what I mean? So it's gonna you're gonna be rusty and things like bits and bobs like that. But you'll get a general consensus of how how to do it. You know what I mean? Through the door, checking the doors, checking corners and windows. There's only so much you can do as as a non professional person who would do that sort of thing on a day to day basis. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, if it goes wrong, then fuck it, try again. You know what I mean, it's a laugh. You know. Oh yeah. But if it does I'm, go right, wrong. then it's like yeah. Ooh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not, I'm not there was no one in here. That's why it went. So, yeah. <laughs> there was no one. Monthly training sessions. <laughs> Why it went so well. <laughs> this room is clear. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, we, we had quite a bit of that this weekend. It's like we're having to clear a lot of rooms. Mm. Um, and I've got, you know, there was uh, five of us, I think, at one point clearing one of the buildings. And you've got people just dipping their head in a room, like, well, have you actually cleared the, behind the door? Like, there's a cupboard over there. Did you go and have a look in there? Oh, no, I don't yeah. have a look in it there. Could be intel. The could be anything. Yeah, the cupboard led off to another another room. It's like, well, mm. you've missed that now. Um, so it's little things like that that you sort of pick up on. I think that's, I think the only thing I would say with tactics is that the, the urban side of things maybe comes into more teamwork. Like you have to, I think so. Yeah, definitely. And work yeah. more as a team with an urban And I think side. with an urban thing, I think, I think a lot more, uh, perhaps I wouldn't say was more pre-planning, you know, and like I said, especially for like, for buildings, you know, knowing your numbering, knowing your team, knowing who's going to be like, who's one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, we're lucky enough now that we think, we've got 10, 10 of us from our team going, 
plus an additional two from Reaper One, which is awesome. There's 12 of us. So we've got two six-man teams. We can break down into four three-man fire teams if we're out on the ground. You know what I mean? If we're doing some bounding or pepper potting or whatever it is we're doing. And then vice versa on buildings, you know, we can stack up two teams of six on each building or front and back or do whatever we've got to do. We can leave a section outside covering while the other six go in. So we've got lots of options available to us this weekend, which is I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be cool. And the weather is supposed to be reasonably nice. Yeah, touch supposed to be warming up, and the breeze is supposed to be dropping, but we'll, that remains to be seen. Fresh breeze says, and four mortars, and four so mortars. Yes, yeah, so make quite a difference. If we open the door with the four mortars there, just like like a big old, you know, old fashioned blunder. What was matey out of sharp? Is like his like seven barrel thing. Oh yeah, the paddy went at the sergeant. <laughs> Bang! I do. We'll have someone out through the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh right, we should probably call it a day. It's getting late. Um... Just cover a few of the comments. So Damien says, Ali G camo pattern for urban environments. <laughs> Classic. West side is the best. <laughs> uh, Nick Pratt says, those pesky speed softers come in useful inside buildings. Nippy little sods. Yeah. There was a few of them this weekend. It was quite funny because you've got all these guys in like the full Milsim kit and all that. And you've got like these teenagers just running around with like a pistol with a tube to a tank on the back and a die four mask and stuff like that. Oh, mate, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I love it when you go to a skirmish and you see like a guy who's completely clad, like head to foot in all the gear, and then you've got like a guy maybe doing a rental or he's just like just he's got a riff, but you don't really take it to, and he's just got like a whacking great big pair of jogging bottoms on, and like yeah. one pocket is just full, and it, as he runs, it's just swinging behind him, the pocket just full of <laughs> full of shit. Bob bum, bob bum, bob bum. But best. he'll still take them all out. That's the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, just got this pocket just goes on forever. He's like, Yeah, I've got some more rounds in here somewhere. Like yeah. <laughs> uh, Fresh Meat says last time I was at Longmore pairs of, or three person teams worked well yep mm -hmm. I would agree yep. with that uh, Dale Brum said cover windows coordinated stacking smoke and bangs through the windows and breach yep yeah. Uh, maybe not smokes and, but definitely bangs yeah I, I, I think there was one event that we did smokes in a building for Longmore I think that was a Legion event. And for the life of me, you couldn't see anything inside the building. Like, just running around. Like, all these teams, like, moving in with, like, the thermal on. I'm just like, oh, I can't see the wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, that Russian video, sorry, Andy. So, is that the one where he goes, runs through the front door and his weapon, his rifle gets jammed in the door frame and he goes over the top of it? <laughs> Have you seen that one? It's classic. He's like, go, kicks the door in and runs in and goes, Clink. he's like, oh, I can't get my rifle out. <laughs> Classic, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Harry says, "Can we have an episode on Milsim lingo, please?" That's a good shout. I will make Milsim lingo. Make oh yeah, that sounds good. Um, if anyone's got any thoughts on what that could be, throw us in uh, uh, some messages and stuff. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was a really rubbish transition. Let me try again. If anyone's got any thoughts on like what Milsim lingo you want to cover or anything like that, then please do so. Or if anyone's got an absolute... Email. Oh, he's reading this. Oh, now. you've ruined it now. Nofochat at hotmail.com, Instagram, November underscore Foxtrot underscore Nofo, Facebook, November Foxtrot Nofo, or YouTube, www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash November Foxtrot. There you go. Well done. Sorry. Didn't know he's doing that. Do apologise. Yeah. No, if that's fine. Got a, I was going to say, if you've got a pearl of a, of a, look at, of a, of an acronym, that you yeah. think no one's going to know, you know, you know, have that ready to post in there and say, "Oh, does anyone know what this means?" That'd be quite the fun. Yeah, we'll look forward yeah. to that. That'd be good. Well, Dale, Dale's <laughs> nailed it on the head. He's just over there, where there, over there. He's over there by the tree. Uh, by the tree. Oh, by the That's tree. He just looked at that window. Oh. <laughs> no, I like that. It's a good episode idea, Harry. Yeah. Um, 
So cool. Uh, right, sorry. Next week we are going to cover. Oh, what did we say we were going to cover? Ah, oh, right, we're going to do a bare minimal kit. Um, so we're going to have a little bit of a game with it as well. So we're going to do a little draft as to what our kit would be. So it'd be a little bit of a game between Lance and I, and then you can vote on the winner afterwards. Um, but we're going to be discussing like the absolute essentials that you need. So we're kind of, kind of recovering a little bit of old ground, but in a new way. Um, obviously got, you know, comments from the Look audience that you can throw in. Exactly that, yeah. So it's your bare minimum, things you can get, things you'd literally need to get by on. Do you know what I mean? So if you had to go, if you say you had to do like a three or four mile tab in, and I'm not talking from an airsofters point of view, I'm not talking from a from a serving or an ex-serving person's point of view, that's going to be completely different before we go down that fucking rabbit hole um, <laughs> of, of essential kit. Do you know what I mean? Things that you can think, right, with that on my back, I can comfortably move in and um, and sort of set up my, my, my little harbour area or my LUP or whatever it's going to be. LUP, Harry. We'll, we'll cover that in a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, that's yeah. that's the sort of that's sort of what we're going with next week, chaps, or ladies and gents, is um, your minimal sort of kit, things that you need, absolutely need to get by on for twenty four hours, forty eight hours, um, and sort of be relatively comfortable. You know, you're not going to have to fucking go home because you're covered in shit and soaking wet and things like that. It's things that will keep you in the milsim. Yeah, I'm not going to say the battle. I'm going to say in the, keep you in the milsim, in the keep game, you in the event, it's in, in the, the game. game. <laughs> there we go that's what we'll be covering next week cool um yeah so again if anyone wants to get any patches feels free please feel free to <laughs> please feel free to let us know um and we can sort those out for you um oh, the only other thing i was going to say is um if anyone wants to leave us a review by the way on facebook or anything like that um we're quite happy to read out like Nice reviews yeah. and stuff. Five star reviews. Or leave a negative one, one if you really want to, but it'd be quite no, cool if we could get rid out. Five reviews. star reviews will get read out. Five star <laughs> gleaming reviews will get read out. Absolutely 100 percent Brilliant. So but feel free to have a little bit of creative fun with them. It's uh Making might be entertaining it. to have a little read. So I'm not sure if that's uh or and uh, so Andy said I think where we saw like the bare essentials, it's on naked air so oh, oh right. not that bare kit. <laughs> I see. Making yeah. <laughs> airsoft, yeah, that could be dangerous in multiple ways, wouldn't it? Really? Yeah. What goes on airsoft stays on airsoft. Yeah, all sorts of things could get snagged, <laughs> couldn't they? As you're as you're bounding through that window on the ground floor, yeah. oh, 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 on that <laughs> rusty on, old window frame. <laughs> no, 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 no. Cool. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, join us next week. We'll be back on Wednesday at eight o'clock. In the meantime, feel free to send your pictures in. Uh, it's nice to have a chat with you, and we will see you all soon. Take Take care, goodbye, Lance. Goodbye, Lance. <laughs> see you later. See you later. <laughs>